www.gull.nz. Getting you through your workday one hour at a time. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Yeah, Staffy, Sammy, <clears throat> Captain K, all back. Uh, things are back to normal. Uh, back to normal for me. I feel a bit rusty, actually, to be fair. But it's great to have you calling in. 0800-150-811 is the number. Uh, we got a Mikey in Christchurch. G'day, Mikey. Oh, Steffi, welcome back. Cheers, welcome buddy. Back I think we're all a bit rusty, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I um, just listened to that thing that you did with uh, uh, Mr. Smith. Man, I don't know who's in charge of TNZ, but they should do whatever it takes to do for, for that England um, series coming up to get them behind a microphone. I don't know how these things work, but I mean... You could, any cricket fan would want to hear him, wouldn't they, in the commentary? Absolutely, and I'd be very surprised if they didn't. Yeah, so he's not with Sky anymore. Surely there's nothing in their way, but um, I don't know how the SNZ thing works either, but, yeah, come on. Come on, New Zealand. <laughs> hey, um, just, just, on the, just quickly, on, well, just on the boxing, really. Um, so I watched that fight. Um, it, it was free, so that was fantastic. The one thing I was thinking as I was watching is like, if this was ever pay-per-view in the future with Joseph Parker, do I ever want to spend any money on this? Mm. It's just kind of almost journeyman stuff, competent journeyman stuff. And I think when you look at a guy like, say, Tyson Fury and a few of the others overseas, I mean, boxing is an excitement game. And if it's not exciting to watch, people just don't want to watch it. Um, Joseph Parker certainly brings competence to what he does. Uh, he's certainly entitled to make a living from what he does, but he, he seems to me to be just becoming almost the guy now who will become a stepping stone for someone else um, to fight him to go up the ranks to to go for the for the big prize. I can't see from what I saw Joseph Parker ever getting the big prize. And to be honest, unless I was in a pub or something, um, I don't think I'd ever even take the time to watch him. I just found it boring. Yeah, it was a real crossroad fight for me, for Joseph, and I've known him for a long, long time. Like um, I think I've said before, I went and interviewed him when he'd first turned pro, and Bob Jones had found him, and he was training in a garage in Mangere, uh with a heavy bag, and, and I left there thought, boy, this guy's got power in his hands. I've been a long-time boxing fan, but I just feel like he's never been the finished product. He's... He's had he's had a fast jab. He's he's he, he took time to develop in his chest and, and his shoulders, and and that's now come. I feel like a little bit of speed's gone from his jab. I don't think his footwork's ever been good. His head movement hasn't been good. But I felt like when he went to Andy Lee, I thought we're going to see the best out of him, and I feel like he's going to retire in the next few years, and we would never have seen him at his best, and I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't even until the last round where the other guy, literally in the dying seconds, had a, had a wee go at Joseph, and all of a sudden there was a wee spark in Joseph, and I thought, well, it's, it could possibly be there. But, yeah, I, I mean, I'm certainly not throwing my money his way, that's for sure, mm. you know. But um, good luck. I mean, he's always come across as a very genuinely nice person and stuff, but, but ultimately I think if you want to make it the, the big money and, get the big biscuit for the big prize, you've got to bring a lot more than that, eh? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anywho, hey, great that you guys are back and, uh, yeah, look forward to the rest of the week. Cheers, Mikey. Thanks, buddy. Um, great Thanks, man mate. down from Christchurch there. Another great man is in Dunedin. Dino, g'day, Dean. Welcome back, Steph. Thank you, boy. We don't talk about anything. I met this old boiler at Hef's Hotel with no teeth. We can't talk about that, can we? No. But uh, <laughs> on the sport, that uh, cricket was um, interesting. Good bit of fun, isn't it? But uh, I would like to see Razor get a bit more into the crowd because that woman that they had doing the 
whatever she was doing, that was a, a fail. But um, I'm a bit curious as to what's going on with our boy Will Jordan. Have you heard anything? Like, what? Where is he? Yeah, I don't know. He he, he just had that that ear issue, didn't he? That meant he couldn't fly. But I don't know where he is or what he's doing because um, he could have played that cricket. You'd imagine with a with a bubble in his ear or something like that. There must be something more. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, I hope it's nothing too serious. But it's my job. We need him. But that um, the next heir apparent to that will be Carlos's lad. Have you seen him on TV? Who's that? Sorry, Carlos's lad. Yes, he's something. He's an interesting package. This lad. No, he's got everything. It's just a matter of time. Like he'll take. Hopefully, we get Will Jordan to fullback, and then when he's had a four-year stint at it, Carlos's leg can just waltz right in there. He's got all the skills already. Mm. Just like Will did when he was at the same secondary school competition. You know, it's just great to watch. But you watch much of that tennis. I had a look at that Andy Murray game the other night. Hey, and like I felt sorry for the poor bugger. <laughs> like, why is he still out there? He looked like a eighty-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> he was. Absolutely massive. It was a tough watch. I was pleased to see him lose, and I like the kid. But give it up. He must have plenty of money. Why is he doing that? Yeah, I, I just think he he likes going out and proving the surgeons and everyone said that, you know, you'll walk, but you'll never play professional tennis again. I saw him tweet out that he bumped into the surgeon that told him five years ago he'd never play tennis again. And, um, you know, he's competing. Um, he's 35, I think he is. Uh, rough as 30. Six, seven, somewhere around there. Roger kept going until he was 40. Um, I think he just loves it, Dino. I think he just loves the competition. Oh, no, no doubt. And like a lot of sportsmen, when they're not reading, even if it's bad press, they get a wee bit lost and they go down that depression track. But he just, it just looked horrible. Everything about him, he looked angry. He, he looked like he was 65, not 35. Mm. So I don't know. But it's still a great well, a tennis. But seeing all these young, where do all these young Americans come from? Oh, I know. They're, and the and the like, young Australians. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, there's a change of the guard, isn't it? Because old um, Novak, he, he looks good to me. Like he's bulked up. But once you get hamstrings and that going, it's it's not a tough watch because he still chases everything. But you know he's in a lot of pain. Mm. But no, and the woman's always been. Who knows? Just it's a lottery. It's a great the women's tennis must be where all the big punters bet because the underdog wins more often than not in women's tennis. There's just so much to watch. Like look at the crack of millions. What a day! And that's another question. Are we at the stage now in New Zealand where and uh, you know Opie's awesome for Tiakia, so he t- picks whatever he thinks is the best ride going by the draw and everything. But the connections of the other horses are they going to buy in a jockey? I would if I owned a horse that good. Mm. I wouldn't just put one of New Zealanders on it for the hell of it. Like, there's big money. And those two South Africans, they got the chocolates. Mm. And deserve Well, the two South Africans are based here now. But I know, um, what's his name? Lane from Australia. He came over. And there was someone else came over from Australia as well. I mean, they're million-dollar races. It's well worth getting the best jockey you, you can find. And if it's in Australia, bring them over. Oh, well, totally. That Dean Yaddle, whatever his name, he came over as well and won, won a race. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's there's lots of things happening in sport, not just the um, the rugby side of it. I don't actually, you know how they have is it the Halberg Awards or something? They're all going on about Ruby. Like, I love Ruby too. Don't get me wrong, but firsts for me in sport should be celebrated. So if the Winter Olympians don't get the men's and women's or whatever we're talking about, there's something a bit wrong there because you can't be the first gold medalist now because Nico and 
the, the girls, her name slips me, but that, surely they got to be first and second and give them joint Helberg winner. I would. Mm. They're first. Like, they're like Hillary, first. Yeah. No, no more firsts. No, that's right, and it's truly global as well. Yeah, good points made, Dino. Uh, what's up? What's on your agenda today? Well, I've just finished a bacon sandwich. Yeah. Helping out a friend, doing a bit of you know maintenance around her house. Might go play golf this afternoon. See his bloody legs will handle it. It's not good, but um, <laughs> softball kills me. Moved out of the law courts, mate. So if you come down to the Nene, you have to stay at Heath's Hotel. Not a bad establishment. That'll do. Good. That'll do. Yeah, yeah, totally. Good and on you, mate. Just go. That's good. Take it easy. Cheers, mate. Uh, Dino from Dunedin. Let's go to... Oh, I've been looking forward to this. The life member, Zaid. G'day, Zaid. Hi, calling in from Gold Coast today. Are you serious? Yeah, calling in from Surface Paradise. See, that's why you're the life member. Doesn't matter where <laughs> you are in the world, you'll ring me. <laughs> Just what are you yesterday. Are you doing holiday? Are you on holiday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. It's a nice seven-day seven holiday in Surface Paradise. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. What's up? But, um, What's on your mind? Yeah, great to see the um, Indian boys get knocked out of the Hockey World Cup this morning. What a result for New Zealand. Not the biggest hockey fan, but <laughs> always good to be India, something they're good at. Yes. Um, I heard the, I didn't see it, but I heard the Breakers got a good win yesterday against top of the table Sydney Kings, ending a bit of a losing streak. Yeah, I haven't. I, I I kept up with the breakers at the first part of my holiday, but I I put my hand up. So I haven't really followed them the last two weeks. I've been yeah. um, doing other stuff. So that's a very good one if they beat the Kings. And my um, Brisbane Heat have got back on track, four wins in a row. Lava Shane and uh, Kawhi just came in and got them firing. How's the Big Bash been this year? It's been great. Um, they started getting crowds back. Um, they sold out their SCG the other night. Mm. I think thirty thousand. Um, who was it? Sixes Thunder. So, who's yeah. the, who's going the best for the key? Who, who's the best New Zealand performer in the Big Bash? Well, Colomun Road wasn't doing too bad, but he's gone. There's not really many left. Uh, Martin Guptill's been there, but his highest scores around the thirties mark. Yeah. Um, Trent Bolt played the earliest stages of the tournament and got a few wickets, but he's gone off. Um, somewhere as well. Jimmy Neesham had a bit of a dig. Um, Colin the Grondholm's still there. He hasn't been playing too bad, um, but still a bit inconsistent. You know what he's like for the Black Caps, but mm. you know what he's like. Uh, he either hits or he's out. Um, but yeah, my team's the Heat, Brisbane Heat, other, ever since um, Brendan McCullum. And then I was into Chris Lynn, and then it was good to see Monroe. But um, I've quite been good listening to um, Usman Kawaja on the stump mic. He's um, quite a funny dude. So I've been into that. And then um, it was good to see. I didn't watch it because I was um, in the air when the Brandon Moreno fight was on, but good to see him get a result because I'm quite a fan of uh, Moreno. So good to see him mm. um, win the title back. Um, and obviously, I don't think the Brazilian fans were too happy about him um, beating their homeboy, Davison Figueiredo. And then um, do you know what happened with the Sevens men's final? Apparently, was there a bit of a bad call by the ref yesterday or something? Oh, just after the hooter, um, Brady Rush claimed a try. Uh, the TMO said there was separation. Well, I potentially think the right call and no try, but the one that I wondered about was the little chip through, the, the chip kick. Um, the kicker, I think it was Roderick Solo, <clears throat> he was tackled after he'd kicked it, so he wasn't allowed to chase it, and I thought that might have been a bit late. So 
A little bit of a yeah. controversial win, but Argentina, well worth their win, in, in my view. They were fantastic in the final. Yeah, all good then. Thank Cheers, you. mate. Cheers, buddy. One more before the news. Uh, Joey, g'day, Joey. G'day, Steph. Have a new year to you too, mate. I hope everything's all right. Look, I mean, can't believe, you know, Sky gets rid of someone like Smithy, you know. I mean, you just don't you just don't get rid of people with that much intelligence and, and, and so good. You know, and I might be talking him up, but I'll tell you what, he, he's been fantastic. You know, and, and you, you just don't get rid of those guys. You just shoot yourself in the foot when you do that. Mm. You know, when I hit, when he hit in a sermon the, the other week, I, I just went, oh, mate, you know, the guy knows heaps. He goes back a long way because he's played the game. He's been in, you know, many years ago when you and I were younger, you know, we watched him and all that sort of stuff when he was playing for New Zealand. And I just can't work them out. You know, they do this all the time. They got rid of Keith Quinn. Keith Quinn knew about the guy's father, the guy's grandfather. He, he was in an encyclopedia, Keith Quinn. Mm. Unbelievable stuff. You know that? Mm. And, you know, it's, it's, like, it's like getting rid of you guys. I mean, you just don't, you don't do it. I, I can't work them out, you know. And they, they get someone else on there, maybe, you know, they thought Smithy might have been getting on a bit. I think guys like that should be able to go and talk. Like, you leave Grant Nisbet. He's another one. You leave him going, he's been fantastic. Mm. Great, great commentator. Knows the game in and out. Just like you do too. You know, whatever. I just can't believe it. I'm so sad for, for a guy that's been fantastic. But um, it's it's all kudos to him because um, CNF, uh, CNN, you guys have got him, um, obviously, for, for, you know, for, for a long time. You know, more and more, you know. But it, it, it is very sad. And Fox have got him. I mean, why would Fox pick him up if they thought, it was, you know, not being mean to Smithy, but by, boys used to uh, uh, buy that. Mm. <laughs> you know, Fox have picked him up. I mean, so, you know, good on him. Good luck to him. I mean, he's been, he's been fantastic, as you know. Mm. Just like you guys are and whatever, mate, you know. Yeah, well, over, over the years, his phone rings every cricket tour, whether it's they love him doing the Ashes in England, uh, the English broadcasters love him, the Indian broadcasters love him. I don't know that he'll go and commentate out of India, but I would imagine um, it's not the end of Smithy as a cricket commentator. It's just the end of Smithy as a cricket commentator on Sky, and we get to enjoy him uh, internationally, and um, he's just brilliant. So, yeah, he, he's not gone well, forever. You, you did right. Just quickly, too, uh, before the news, um, Staffy, I heard too a rumour, pretty good rumour too, that uh, two of us, Sheik, wants to come back to play for the Warriors next season. Um, and I did post it on this, your station in the early uh, last week. Um, that's the rumour that's going around that uh, he wants to come back to rugby league and play for the Warriors. In so twenty, go, in twenty four. Twenty twenty, twenty twenty four. Yeah. There you go. Well, that that actually wouldn't surprise me massively. It actually wouldn't. And also too, just quickly. Go the morning, turbos. Up, you turbos. Come on. <laughs> good on you, Joey. Good to hear you back. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Joey out of Auckland. You're welcome to text us. You're welcome to call us. 0800 150 811 or the Temper Bear Post text machine is double eight double three. It is, a Double eight double three. It is. You're on Afternoons with Staffy. Uh, we're fueled by Goal. And they'll fuel your mission all year round. Let's take the news with a great man, Johnny Mac. Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. Yeah! 
Welcome back in 0800-150-811. Midday Madness. I sort of left it open because first day back for a little while, anything that's been burning on your brain that you want to get off your chest and share with me. Uh, The couple of topics I sort of loosely thought about was Joe Parker with a bit of where to from here. And interested to know how many people watched it. Um, It was live. It was free. Uh, on TV3 yesterday uh, I watched it, watched all the fights actually the the, the, um, the main fight Smith against Eubank Jr was fantastic that was fantastic but I just sort of have concerns, not concerns I'm going to call them observations about Joe Parker he wasn't even the undercard fight he was the third to last fight um, you know and this is a former WBO heavyweight champion of the world and um, he's still trying, he's still training, he's in the right camp, he's got the right trainers, he's with Tyson Fury, he's with Andy Lee, and um, it's great, he's in Morecambe up there in the UK, spends his time between New Zealand and up there, trains hard, I think Andy Lee, well Andy Lee is a very good boxing coach, there is no doubt about that if you look at the rest of his stable. Um, Why, in my view, I think Joe Parker is a lot better boxer than what we've seen. And it's like you'll watch one fight and his jabs are incredible and scores plenty of points on it and he jabs and he moves and he jabs and he moves. And then his neck, but you just think, oh, where's that power shot? Where's that power in the right hand? The, the high shot, the low shot, the, into the midriff. And then the next fight you see, oh, the power's there, but the jab's gone. And you see he just needs to start moving his head and, and things like this. And then the next fight he's moving his head, but his footwork's gone. It's almost like we've never seen the complete package with Joseph Parker, and I think if we did, he would be perennial top five fighter in the world. I don't know where is what his Ring Magazine ranking is, and that's the one I go by, or BoxRec, because they don't have uh, WBO, IBF, WBC, and all of those organisations bias. They just go on the whole thing, so I must actually look up where he is. He's probably still, after that fight, 10th, um, but he, he, he couldn't put that guy away yesterday. And this is a guy who was a British cruiserweight contender, not even the champion. So he's got, he, he was giving him about 10 kilos, I think. Um, and there was a lot of wrestling and leaning on the ropes, which usually favours the big man. But a very interesting Joe Parker said after the fight, and the interviewer said you wanted to knock him out and you wanted to be spectacular and it didn't quite happen. And Joe almost said, Yeah, well he didn't come for you know, he didn't come forward. I had to go forward all the time and you know, it would have been a better fight if he'd come forward. But the fact is you have to adapt once you get into that square circle. You have to adapt. And if the guy's not coming forward, you've got to find a way to chop chop the tree down. And it wasn't suiting Joe's game, but you have to find a way to make it suit. And it just like, the, you know, we talk about game plans and plan A and plan B. There wasn't a plan B if this guy just welcomed Joe and lent on the ropes. And I just had a little bit of concern. Um, and I know for a long time, he's a bit like Lydia Coe. Said he, you know, Lydia said she didn't want to play past 30. Play past 30. Um, Joe Parker said he didn't really want to fight much past 30, but there's no sign of him slowing down. And I do wish him well, and I don't want him to get hurt. And he was hurt in his last fight with Joe Joyce. I think he maybe wants one more crack at something. But yesterday's spectacle for me um, wasn't it. Um, 
Kezis texted the show and said uh, Joe Parker is 10th on box rec, which I think is probably about right. Phone lines are open, 0800 150 11. Uh, tēnā koe, Ed. Oh, nā mihi, mōtu sau hauri, Steffi. Kei te pia hi ākoe. Oh, kei te pai. New year, older me. Yeah, that's it. Wiser? Are you older and wiser? <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> no, I don't think I'm wiser because I got me a box of their college grins, um, gin. Oh. Um, uh, oh, uh, yeah, um, beaver stuff, and boy, that hammered me. Did it? Yeah, man. Oh, boy. Boy, it needs a little bit of a tweak, a bit of flavour, but um, once you get into them, oh, man, I'm alive. I was going hard. I was, I'll be home for the coast. Oh, you went home or you're at home? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was at home. I went to the coast for Christmas. Climbed our mountain. Good boy. Yeah, that was a mission. Yeah. You, you, you. Oh, but, oh. Then when I got home, it started raining. And, boy, did you see what happened after that? Oh, mate. It was all on the news. That was horrible. I really felt for the people of the coast in Gisborne. Oh, man, Gisborne and right up, especially up Ruatoria on their beaches where all their seafood came out of the sea and onto the beach because of all that rubbish. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, um, yes, yeah, I think that's, yeah, I just want to say hello to you, uh, Staffy, and everybody on the show. All good. Good to hear from you, bro. We'll catch up again. Yeah, man. Yeah, hi. Cheers, uh, Ed, uh, formerly of Tolaga Bay, and good to hear that he went down to the coast for Christmas. Brian from Christchurch. G'day, Brian. Yeah, g'day, Sammy. How are you? Good, thanks, Brian. Yeah, I'm a boxing uh, aficionado, fanatic, I guess, and I've followed uh, Joe's career closely, and I would have put my house on the fact that he'd knocked the guy out in three rounds. Mm. Yeah, you know, by the fourth round, I was wondering where Joe Parker had gone. Mm. But I've got to say this. If you, in retrospect, this is the first time I've seen Joe fight a guy who's 14 kilograms lighter that didn't come to fight. Joe's used to, to outpowering and overpowering very big men mm. that come to fight. And he's got a, a, a really great chin, despite that knockout, the last fight in the 11th. And I think he was just a little bit lost. He didn't have a game plan for a guy that didn't come to fight yep. and was light enough on his feet to keep moving. Couldn't quite cut the ring. When he did cut the ring, the guy grappled with him and the referee, of course, would break it. Uh, very disappointing, but a few excuses. I think even after so many fights, a lack of experience with a runner. Mm. Yeah, good point. And I think that's what Joe alluded to, saying he didn't come forward, so I couldn't spark him. Um, yeah, that's right. And that guy was was more nimble, but didn't have much power himself. But he'll be buoyed. Even though he lost to Joe Parker, he'll be buoyed. Well, he annoyed me a few times when he landed clean punches on Joe's head. The Joe, total disdain, didn't bother with the head movement at all. Mm. And he landed a few good ones on Joe's chin, but they had no effect because, you know, a much smaller man. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Like I've, I've always had an issue with Joe's movement and his footwork and his headwork and stuff, but he, you're right, he takes a decent clock, 
but just couldn't find a way to to, to finish this guy. Um, was it was disappointing. Uh, thank you for your call, Brian. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Got some text messages to read out. Really appreciate them. Double eight, double three, Temper Bear Post text machine. Get them in. I'll read them out. Fueling your mission. Pop into your local for some good value fuel. Gull.nz. Helping you tune out your annoying workmate. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Yes, you are. I'm also going to listen to the great man now, Marlborough, formerly in Northland, Graham. G'day, Graham. Hey, Steph. Welcome back and happy new year to you and your phone now, mate. Hope it all goes well for you. Thank you, Graham. Same to, to you. Back, bro. Cheers, brother. Um, just, you know, just quickly on the Smithy thing, I, we're not, I thought he was just not going to be the sideline commentator anymore for rugby. I didn't realise he wasn't going to do the cricket. And when I read, his, read the press release from him, it was almost like he was saying that because he's male, stale and pale, that they want to go in a different direction. And I hope I'm wrong, but I think if that's how they're looking at sporting commentators and that, surely you want the best people for the job, whether it's male, male or female, whether they're Māori, Polynesian or European. So I just I feel a little bit uncomfortable if that's the way that, you know, sport is heading, sports commentary is heading. You've got to have... If you have... If you have a male commentator, you've got to have a female commentator sitting next to it, if you know what I mean. Mm. Like, we just, want, we just want the best people in the job. Yep. Yeah, and, in, in any job, know, not just sports commentary, in but any, in any job. In any job. In any job. You know, don't look at their gender, don't look at their race, blah, blah, blah. But I just, reading between the lines, that's what I thought he was saying, and I hope I'm wrong. Um, just, yeah, you just look at the sevens the other day, there was all a mixture of, very good commentators, and some of them weren't so good, but you know the majority of them were very good, and they were all, all different genders and all different races. I, it was enjoyable to listen to and watch. Mm. Yeah, I enjoyed uh, yeah, it too. Just, yeah. uh, and two questions, mate. Did you watch the final of the darts, mate? What was, how cool was that? That was off and the hook, amazing. Off, that was now that is, people say darts isn't sport, mate. You watched that. You watched that uh, first uh, first set, is it or? Second set, the first leg with a two nine dart, you know, yeah. the two nine. That is unreal, man. It was so cool. So if people ever go on YouTube, people and watch it. If you're not, even if you're not a darts fan, that's unreal. And the third thing is, just with all the coaching changes in the as you said in the last five weeks, I think Dave Rennie's been shafted, yeah, been treated badly. I I think Australia shot themselves in the foot, and I hope and I hope I'm proven right. I, um, he, what he did to them, especially last season when they, you know, they should have been the All Blacks in Melbourne or Sydney, where it was, with a 30-second brain, the ref changed, you know, hang on to the ball for too long. I think he's done a lot of good for that team. I think if he spoke to Michael Hooper about how he treated him and how he helped him through his issues, I think you'll find that, yeah, Dave Rooney is a fine, fine man and he's a very, very good coach. Mm. Good, um, good points. I, I think they should. And um, just quickly, with, with all those changes, and we have some sort of the Razor thing has gone quiet. Mm. Like, is he, like, is, where's he going to go? I don't think he's going to be the, sadly, the All Black coach. I've said this a number of times. I think, you know, too many, there's a few people in the rugby union don't like his breakdowns and he's too cool for them. But, but where does he go? You know, like, there's, the big jobs are gone. And he's and he's by far the better coach of all of them that have got reappointed. Yeah. So that's it's a bit of a worry, but um, you're looking forward to the year with your staff and um, 
not sure if the other listeners will be looking keen on listening to me grumping away, but yeah, still, life goes on. And have a good year, everybody. <laughs> We'll talk to you again soon. Always Take good. Take it easy, brother. Cheers, Cheers. buddy. Uh, great Tony Farm man, Graham. Always good to hear his voice. Quick break, uh, and I will get to those text messages after this. Yeah, got some good text messages have been coming into the show. Let's get through them. Uh, Ken, good listener to the station. Uh, welcome back. Big time. It's going to be a huge year sports-wise from Ken. It sure is. World Cup's deluxe. And um, Rugby World Cups, uh, FIFA Women's World Cup, uh, a lot to look forward to. Um, people enjoying the Smithy tribute we did. Yep, he's a, he's a great man. Rory's back at it. Uh, I'd like to wish you guys a staffy new year. Thank you, Rory. Nice work, staff. Welcome back. Hope you had a good break. I had a day trip to Auckland yesterday to do the touristy thing. I'd heard you mention Andy's Burger Bar last year, so I gave that a crack. And I thought it was a real cool setup with good burgers and the kids loved the robot deliveries. Yep, Andy's Burger Bar up there, first floor at Sky City. Good burgers, good kite, good food, and robots. Kids love the robots. Safi, Happy New Year. Did you watch any of the Black Fern 7s? Georgia Miller was the standout for me. Tough as nails. Cheers, Marshy from Hawks Bay. I was, like, Georgia Miller's been in the team. I think she's played maybe three tournaments. She's 18. She's unbelievable and combative. Like, tough as nails. Hell yeah. She is a future captain, Georgia Miller. Um, fantastic. At such a young age, and she's running at full speed, but looks like she's jogging. Um, she is a standout and a real lock for the future for Blackfern 7. They've, they've unearthed some good youngsters. A good blend in that team, and with, I think, Niall, um, gosh, I've forgotten her married name. She just got married, but Niall Williams, who we know her as, she's announced this is her last year, potentially Portia Woodman's last year as well. Uh, Staffy, great to have you back. Just on Joseph Parker, this is from Sean. I wonder if being under the same roof as Tyson Fury is holding him back. You'd think it would be doing wonders for him, but I wonder if he is just in cruise control at the moment and no one is pushing him outside of his comfort zone. He's got the skill, but I wonder if he has the mindset and drive to get to the top again. Sean, yeah, not being the lead thoroughbred in the stable, like most of the focus of Andy Lee and the other coaches there would be on Tyson Fury. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know. I just don't know. And this isn't a criticism, but how coachable is Joseph Parker? Um, They asked Andy Lee, post-fight, ringside, what needs to change? Andy Lee said everything. Head movement, body movement, footwork, power, everything. Um, He's been doing it for 10 years. And and you'd like to think that, um, you'd like to think that some of it would come, I just don't feel like I've ever, seen the complete package it is there there's about 10 parts to a boxer when you talk attack, power, speed footwork, headwork um, strategy and he seems to fight with 6 out of 10 and then the next fight will be in different 6 out of 10, I'd love to see him completely on top of his game Staffy, I hope you managed to see the greatest game of darts with the greatest ever leg of darts played in the final of the World Championship. Michael Smith finally did it. I couldn't have been more delighted for Bully Boy Smith. Tremendous young man. He got over the hurdle and then he won his very next tournament as well. He is on the right. What a tournament that is. The World Series of Darts at the Alexander Palace. We'll take a break for news and on the other side we're going to catch up with the manager of the Auckland Tour, Tara. They've made their way to the playoffs just they've inked in Steve Mintz after the news